the city of Corvosa, largest in all of Verisia, oldest of the Chelish colonies, and about to be gripped by the jaws of misfortune, evil, and death. Turmoil stirs upon the crimson throne that rules over the city, and anarchy and crime threads a burst forth in a flood upon its streets. Four souls that have been brought together by the ghost of revenge may be the city's only hope. RPG MP3 presents Paizo's Curse of the Crimson Throne. And we're on. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. So just to make sure, uh, Gadrin is under the docks. Yes, that's right. So, um, was his face the ugly fellow? <laughs> uh, Yargin told you that this little opening here led uh, under the docks where there's a little dinghy and. Wait. What's the opening? This one here. Okay. Because uh, that, that just leads right into the ocean, essentially. It's just a hole. But if, you look, but if you look into it, you can see that there is this little dinghy and this sort of um, hidden um, wharf or dock thing underneath the building. And he said that if you kind of go on that, that there is a Essentially, hidden room underneath where Gadrin and his pet are. His pet being an alligator. Yes. Oh, your dino familiar will be able to make quick use of that. I think. I wish I had my hippogriff. My dino thinks it's a puppy. It's, it's a chew toy. Go get it. It's not the smartest. <laughs> Well, we can only hope. You did name it Newton, though. I did name it Newton. But, yeah. Well, it's smarter than the average animal. But still, not human smarts yet. And I wouldn't trust him up against an alligator. Oh, no. Certainly not. So, then... Unless he had a pack. (laughs) Uh, what question I had... Um... Sylvia's healing hex. Who got hit by it um, last session? Heather. Heather. Just Heather? No one else? I stayed my ass away from everything. Yeah, just Heather, because you didn't need okay. it. All right. I did kill Yeah, I healed Gadrin a little bit. Not Gadrin. Um, Yargin. Yeah, I really did. Yargin. Yeah, uh, I was more so worried with the party. It's, just, it's one of those things kind of keep track because you can only use it on one party member a day. Yeah. So we just need to remember Heather cannot use it again. And everyone else is good, though. Wait so, a sec. I thought I took a potion. You had both. I had both? I, okay. I, I think they might have been slightly lower rolls, or you just took a whole lot of damage. Yeah, you were down to, like, negative eight. Uh, but I healed you up to zero. Or not negative eight. I healed you up to zero anyway, and I made you take a potion. Right. Something okay. like that. Well, Cassness was pretty messed up, so <laughs> she probably couldn't remember very well. Yeah, Kaz did get a good hit to the face from Giggles. So, um, yes. How would you like to proceed? 
I'd like to look at the hole. All right. Yeah, I definitely want to take a... Uh... So you kind of stick your head down and just kind of give a turn around, essentially? Yeah. All right. What's your perception? Uh, perception. Perception. I'm doing this right. Uh, do I roll a perception check? Um... Yeah, you can roll a perception check for her. Woohoo! I didn't get anything. Uh, uh, if you guys move the map yeah. to the right side, you'll kind of see what she's able, or Quirr is able to see in, uh, underneath. Quirr. Aha! Uh-huh. We can see up the water! But that black spot? Can't see that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's that boat. Wow, we must be having vision problems. <laughs> well, I rolled a 20, so... Yeah, natural 20. Let's five! Alright, so what Quirz is able to see is... Everything including the mama. That a narrow space exists underneath the fishery, with about four feet of room between the floor of the building above and the languid, foamy river water below. Wooden pilings support the building, and moss and cobwebs hang thick from ropes and rusted chains between them. A wooden walkway floats on the river surface, winding along the inner wall of the pilings that support the building's frame above leading from the sodden barge to the east, all the way west to a wooden door that leads into an understructure below the fishery's landbound half. So I think you guys can see that door there, right? Which is here? Yes. Okay. And I'm just going to show more maps, just to make it easy. Also, with Quirr's good perception... She's Damn good perception, thank you very much. She's able to see that there is something kind of swimming in the water underneath the rough opening here. Uh, I feel a he. Sorry, he. Quirrs. Uh, there is a mottled blue and kind of brown fin poking up from the water. Swimming lazy circles kind of around this general area. Finn? Quirrus knows what an alligator looks like. They um, don't got Finn. Knowledge nature check for Quirrus? Uh, that sounds like a sea serpent to me. She, she doesn't, he doesn't have anything on that. You can try rolling anyway. I rolled. Alright. So... Uh, Quirz knows enough that there is a common type of fish in the Corvosa area known as the Jigsaw Shark. And there appears to be a specimen swimming around, feeding off some of the scraps that gets dropped out from the fishery. He now knows enough that he does not want to go into the water. 
No. Uh, they, they are known, of course, in being called jigsaw sharks. They're typically kind of blue-skinned. However, they have these little mottled brown patches that look very much like jigsaw pieces along their skin. Oh, how lovely. No. It's a puppy. Nope. I want one. All of my nope. <laughs> All of your nope. Yeah. All of my nope. Of course, if if our darling witch did recruit this as as a familiar, how would it go around? Uh, unless she's oh, going to buy a boat here pretty soon. Uh, that, that being said, there is, of course, a small boat underneath this opening. And you would be able to swing down and go into the boat and kind of paddle it over onto uh, the ledge there, as it were. Okay. Trusting that the shark won't jump out suddenly and try to attack someone on a boat or the ledge. What all do we have in here with us? Is there anything that we use as, like, throwaway bait? Well, you have these big buckets full of chum and stuff, essentially. Oh, we could go back and uh, use the guy for bait. No. We don't want to make a man-eater if, in case he hasn't eaten men. But, I mean, there are literally barrels here filled with this fish slurry that the fishery has been producing. Sorry? Way off over there somewhere. <laughs> so can can we find a bucket anywhere or Sure. There's little buckets. Why do I have a bucket? Ruth just grab the barrel. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh could we recruit Bruns to, to uh to throw the bucket to somewhere the shark would leave? Go to safe distance. <laughs> well, you're inside a building right now. You can't throw it that far from inside the building. Not true. Are you saying for Bruins to take one out and kind of chuck it little upriver, sort of, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. All right. So will take one of the barrels. Uh, he'll. I don't know if you're watching or not, but he'll essentially kind of go out um, and he'll, like, be chucking it right out into the river. And it doesn't take long, sharks having their sense of smell as it is, for this fellow to swim off um, away to feed at that bucket. So now we can make a bad dash. Free bucket. I'm going to try to a rope or a ladder. Um, you don't have one in particular. It's not much of a fall. I mean, it's only four or five feet. Poor Bruce. I think several of you do have rope with you. I don't. I use it to start a Somebody owes me new rope, and I get owed a new potion. I've got some rope. It's the uh, 50-foot hip rope. So are you going to tie some of that up and just lower it down to 
help climb up and down? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do because Bruce can't jump the boat without it going, Scooter! Bruce probably could. He's tall enough to just grab onto the edge and just lower himself. Well, Bruce could literally be a rope. You guys are really jittery for me. Our internet connection, we've got one bar. Oh, dear. Do you guys want to come over here where the signal's stronger? Not really. Okay. Where? No, we'll sit here alone, comfortable leaving in here. Sorry, what was that? I, I caught half of that. What I'm inviting over. Our little brother is home alone, and we're not exactly comfortable leaving him here. He might ah. invite over some people. Ah, understandable. All right, then. Uh, so then, yes. You're having Bruins go first into the boat, then, uh, it, it sounds like? Yeah. Because okay. he could literally, he could hold on to the ledge and work gently down. And he'd have to sit, like, cradled to fit. That would be a lovely picture. There's That's a broomstick in a cradle. Just all knees and elbows jutting Aww. out of it. A, a little soother sucking on his mouth, a little baby bond on his head in pink. Sucking on a uh, hilt of an axe. Hilt of an axe. Brunsk first axe. Uh, oh. <laughs> that sounds adorable. <laughs> So, in a murderous way. Yes. So he will lower himself down into the hole and will kind of paddle the boat over onto the ledge and then kind of push it back under for those, for someone else to get onto it. I'll go oh, down. First, we'll go down next. All right. It's fairly easy. It's like a short distance. So, right. Er, so, uh, Move yourself uh, where you would like to be on the little area below the dock building. He's not a sneaky person. I hope. I've lowered my bandwidth usage, so that may help. Okay. I just can't see your paper. Seems to be better for you so far. Okay. Who's next, then? Um, I could go next. You know, technically, we could probably go together. Probably two, yeah. We are tiny. We are tiny, yes. All right, so you both lower yourself down. It's no problem. You can move yourself to the under area. Bam. Hello. All right, and then I guess what you can see is essentially this door. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I have to admit, out, out, out of game, there's some slightly odd dimensions going on with this, but just work with it. Okay. But anyway, so you can see the door at the end. How would you like to approach, or what would you like to do? I would like what it's looking like. Sorry? I mean, the, uh, like the place that we're working on. Are they in good repair, or...? They're not great, no. You you wouldn't want to jump on them to test how good they are, for example. But for now, they're holding. 
Um, yeah. Actually, sorry, there's one more thing I forgot to mention here. Um, Quir's very good perception check was yeah. also able to notice that there is, in fact, a opening built into the hull of this ship in this area. There is a hole. I'd like to check it out. No, it's it's not a hole. In the bucket, yeah. it, it, it might be called, say, a secret door, perhaps. Ah. So she sees it. She was she was able to notice it. Like basically, when she was taking a look around, there are just some seams of the wood that don't quite match up. And by following around, it kind of makes it a door type shape. Huh. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Listen in. Okay, listen, check. I'm going to be seeing the door. Putting my dainty, arrogant stick. That's perception, right? Perception. But nothing. Wow. All right. Um, you you can't really notice anything what? in particular. I mean, you can't yes. really hear anything or smell or notice anything aside from the salt, the salt water of the area you're in. Well, I suppose okay, it's not quite salt water; it's a river, isn't it? I'm going to see if I can sort of pry it open just for a little crack to see if I can look in there. All right. You do believe you'll be able to pry, uh, push it open. You've kind of found the areas you need to. Uh, so. Now, you, you have dark vision, right? I have no light vision. Okay. All right, that should be good enough. You're opening it up a crack. It is dark and dank. The ship's hold smells of mildew. Several barrels, crates, and other containers lie stacked here and there, and a shallow layer of river water has collected in puddles. A soft scratching sound comes from behind a few of the crates, and as light starts drifting into the room, rather large, almost cat-sized or small dog-sized spiders start climbing up over the barrels to take a look at what this light is. What, what's Quirz doing? Apparently jumping into my arm. Quirz is gently closing it. Uh, Quirz, what did you see? And Quirz is now very quietly turning to his companions and saying, there be spiders in there. As, as you say that, now you're able to hear a sound from the door beyond, a slight scratching of the door you just closed. Nope. Trying to open it. Quirz is now moving so that he is behind Brunsk. By the way, Quirz is 
very quietly walking behind Bruce. I've already moved him. With the face of, oh, Hannah. Brunsk. Smash in there? Uh, Is Gadrin there? No. Mm. I, I believe they're just giant spiders. Brunsk smash spiders? If Brunsk can smash the spiders, then Brunsk can have yes. Then Brunsk can have yes. I think what he meant was you can have the first swing. Which is all yours. Are we going to boat or door? I would like to go into the boat. If there are some magical properties in there, I'll just be behind you guys. Aw, he's scared of little spiders. They're not little. My god, they're the size of me. I've never wanted to play with a my size spider. Okay, well, let's do this. Oh. Oops. Why is the DM saying oops? Because I had the wrong pointer on. Okay. Alright, so you're you're going into the boat and you're having Brunsk taking up the front essentially? Yeah. Essentially. I mean, if the spiders are going to run, which I doubt they will, but they might. They're, they're arachnids. Sometimes they do. Brunsky's Yeah, no. They're going to be fighting for their territory. Okay. Yeah. Did I have a picture for spiders? Oh, God, don't show us pictures. Uh, <laughs> so, we're having Brunsk opening the door, and then Look. we're, we're going to have initiatives, because the spiders are pretty much going to be jumping out, I think. Okay. So, can you roll some initiatives? No. It's slash R, right? Slash R. Ah, wait, no, shit. Add four to that. So Quirrell is on a six. This is going to be this is going to be difficult because there's only the one door. So you're pretty much going to have Bruins fight most of this for you, aren't you? Uh. Did I do that right? I probably didn't. It looks like you did. A D twenty. Plus four. Proto stop. Out. Go. 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 Sylvia's on a ten. Now what's Brunes gone? I assure you we were not yelling at Hobbit. Brunes is on a seven. Now, these are what's called tiny creatures. As you can see, they don't even take up whole square. So you guys are actually able to just move through their squares, and allied squares if you wish. Uh, now let me just roll the spider's initiative. So there's just four of them? As far as you can see, yes. Fair enough. Now, 
How big are these? Oh, wait, you said small cat size. Never mind. Yeah. Well, cat, small dog size. It's like I said, each square kind of represents five feet. They're only a small area. They have to actually enter into a character's square to attack them, which usually lets you hit them first. They're as big as our Shih Tzu. Maybe a bit bigger, but yeah, around there. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's kind of weird because spiders are all legs and stuff, so... Yeah. But anyway, so Kaznus is actually the first one up. Oh, yeah. I think Bruce is way the fuck back there. Bruce is like, I'm having none of your shit. <laughs> Let's see. Out of game, I am a true arachnophobe. This is what I was talking about when I mentioned triggers. Well, see, I can handle them. Uh, okay. So what? I guess nobody what, thinks spiders. <laughs> I I did. Ha- I had a player once. Who was really absolutely completely freaked out about spiders. And the worst part of it was we played in a place where the owner kept tarantulas right on aquariums, right on the wall beside the table we played at. I want a tarantula. And I want a tarantula so bad. I'll never visit you. That's okay. You. Heather, we need Kaz's action. Sorry. I, I know you want to eat, but can you eat on other people's turns? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see. I am strict dungeon master. All people must have actions ready. Let's see. Did I mention I'm carrying my crossbow right now, or? Um, you didn't say that you had it ready. No. No, so I guess that doesn't count. If you wish, you can ready it. I would like to ready my crossbow. <laughs> All right. That is a move action. You can still take a standard, but you can't really see the spiders right now, so... If you wish, what you could do is say what's called ready an action, which means you, you say ready an attack for when a specific thing happens. Like, for example, a spider entering Brunsk Square. If you want to. Um, okay. Alright. Jen's playing with her hair. She's bored. And it's Sylvia's action. Okay. So, you, okay. Can, you can actually see, since you're standing right beside Brunsk, you can actually see these two spiders in front of him. Okay. God damn it, Andrea. Really? No, I need you to stop it. She's annoying me. Okay, I think I'm just... Well... Yeah, I think I'm just going to use my, uh... My claws, because there's really nothing else I can do. Alright. Um, so... Since you don't have to move, you can take what's called a full round action. Uh, or full, a full round attack, which means instead of making a single attack, you can use both of your claws. Okay. So you get to roll two attack rolls. So do you want me to roll two d20s at once, or...? Uh, it's usually best uh, in this program to do separate lines, I think. Okay. Uh, so... 
Okay, the total attack bonus is minus one, so I do the minus one? Yes. Do I just add it to the d20? Tell me if I did it wrong. And your second one? 20 minus 4. Uh, that one will hit. Okay. So you can roll some damage. Four. 1, 4, minus 1. Okay. You, 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 you scratch a leg off one of them. It's something. It is no longer interacting. And the spiders basically all rush into Brunsk Square. Yay! Um, actually, uh, so again, remember how there's a little area five feet around you that you threaten? So... These spiders here in this corner have to uh-huh. move through Sylvia's threatening range, so they provoke an attack of opportunity from Sylvia. So you can get another free okay. claw attack on one of them. Alright. Just one? Just one. Yeah. There, there is a feat that lets you make more attacks of opportunity in a round. But the default is just one per round. Okay. So do I roll a d20? Yep. d20 minus one. Hey, that's another. I did it. Slash roll one d4 minus one. D4 minus one. I swear to God. You you scratch off another. Another scratch. Another leg. Can it be the same arachnid? All right, so all of these are now... I'm putting them around Brunsk, but they're actually on his... Ah, no, I don't want to move Brunsk. I'll move Spider. So I'm I'm putting them around Brunsk so that you guys can see them, because they're all essentially have gone into his square and are basically trying to bite at his legs. All Brunsk has to do is... Oh no, Bruce has to be all crouchy. Uh, <clears throat> if Bruce steps too hard, he's going to fall through. Or big so the first attack uh, is, ooh, is going to hit him. Second attack is a miss. Miss. Ooh, another hit. Hit. So he gets hit twice by spider bites. Now, they only do one point of damage, but they have poison. I got the app. So, Brunsk takes two points of damage from two bites, and Brunsk has to make a fortitude save against poison to try and fight it off. He's good for the first bite. He's good for the second bite. He is big, strong man. And it's his turn. So he has axes out, and he's going to try and chop them to pieces. So first attack is a hit. Second attack is a miss. Did someone get hurt? No, I was moving my thing. Sorry. And with a mighty swing of his axe, he cuts one of them in two. 
There are still three around him. Quirs! Now, I can't shoot my bow. No. You can, but again, you're taking a minus four penalty. And I don't want... Yeah, because they're itty-bitty tiny and he's not. Right? So... Quirs is just... Chris is going to walk over there. Okay. Um, what? Okay. All right. So you're walking over there. Um. And he's going to oh. use oh. his sap on one. Um. Okay. What? The well, currently it's too crowded to actually get near Brunsk. Okay. So then Chris is not going to do anything. And one, thing, support. and one thing I did forget was, again, Kaz had readied her action to shoot the spiders when they came out. So Kaz right. should have got her attack against the spiders, too, from her crossbow. Though, again, you are also taking a minus four penalty because very close to Brunsk. Then you don't <laughs> want to hit Brunsk. Brunsk is dancing the spider dance. Oh. Don't get bit by spiders. Don't get bit by spiders. Is it like the spider dance where it's like doing this? In the mirror? I have not heard of that spider dance, no. Have you not? He just sits there in the mirror and he's like, eh, 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 eh. He's like threatening himself. It's adorable. I have not heard of that spider dance. How are you doing, Heather? Uh, let's see, I add my attack bonus to that, right? You add your attack bonus, but you right. also subtract four because of the penalty. Right. Uh, Score me. You should be rolling a d20, not a d8. Hello. Sorry, I bet. All right, that unfortunately misses. You can mark Please off, don't hit the water. You can mark off one crossbow bolt as it sinks into the water. Uh, yeah. So Quirz has turned doing that. Okay, before we go on, Heather, honey, yeah, doing a plus four minus four. I know it's a zero. Okay, just. You say that so much kinder than I would have. <laughs> That's why I'm just kind of biting my tongue, because I couldn't say it very kindly. I can understand you're doing it out of habit, which is smart, because keeping it there. But Now, did that count as Kazus' turn? That, oh. that did. Essentially, when you ready an action, you move your initiative down until after that person acted. So okay. when we started, Kaz was ahead of the spiders... But since she essentially waited for the spiders to act first, now she's behind the spiders. Okay. So, we're back to Sylvia. Um, I'm going to start attacking one of the spiders. Okay. One of the ones you've clawed previously? Yeah. The ones no longer in Arachnid. Ha. So you get your two attacks again? What was it? Plus four? 
minus one. Minus one. I was thinking my initiative because I'm an idiot. And then... That's a miss. Okay. That's a hit. That'll hit. Slash roll. Four minus one. All right. And that little fellow is now squashed by a changeling claw. Spiders! They continue to try and bite Brunsk. Ouch! That's a hit. Eh, only one hit, though. So Brunsk takes uh, some more damage. I squashed one. Okay. And makes another fortitude save, and he continues to fight off spider poison. Though. So, uh, and Kaz actually gets skill before Brunsk. Is it better? Is it better? No, it's no, not quite it's, you two. No, she was asking me if it was better. She, we got a fan on us. Ah. But she was going, is it better? Yeah, I was trying to wait for her, is it better? But she seems I'm going like this, but I'm going like this. Notice the way my hands are. Is it better? No, a blender couldn't make it better. You're right, your face is pretty bad. Um, all the spiders are on grunts, right? Yes. Pretty much. Can I lower my crossbow and switch to my punching knife? You can, but again, you can't really get up to him because Sylvia is the one right beside him, not you. Right. I suppose I can start... I, I could try shooting a spider again, but that seems risky now. I regret my decision. Well, the thing is, if you take that minus four penalty, you're at no risk to hit Brunsk. You just might not hit the spider. Right. So you don't have anything to lose by trying. Except for a bolt. Okay. Here we go. Hey! Actually, (laughs) that, if you look at your weapon, your crit range is 19 to 20. So since you rolled a 19, that is a crit threat. So roll again to see if you confirm. Unfortunately, you do not confirm, but you still hit it. So roll your damage. My damage. Damage. One D eight, right? Correct. Hey, that's enough to get rid of a spider. Yes! Put it in a box. Put it in another box. <laughs> Melt yourself and smash it with a hammer. Spidey box. And Brunsk turns his axes towards the last remaining spider. Poor thing. Uh, that'll be one hit, and I'm pretty sure... Yeah, Brunst does lots of damage. That's enough. It's enough. Horse clap hardly. <laughs> and you kill spiders. Brunsk, um, from the little acid wounds and bites and cuts and spider bites, is a little hurt by now. 
If you you guys can see his bar, right? Yeah. Let's see, what do I have? What do I have? Um Brunsk smash spider. We go in ship? Yes, Brunsk. You okay, big guy? Brunsk little hurt. I think you're bleeding. Yes, he's Brunsk blood. He's lots of Brunsk blood. (laughs) Um, I'm working on it. Can I use my scarf to, to bandage him up? Okay. I'm going to try my head healing. Already? Your healing hex? Okay. What, I roll a 1d8, correct? 1d8 plus 1. Eight. At least you know you're getting one hit point. Hey! <laughs> Brunsk feel much better. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Just don't get hurt again. <laughs> I can't do that to you again. Brunsk will try not to. But Brunsk must strike Gadrin. So, I'm going to get this over with. The ship hold seems relatively free of spiders as far as you can tell. I'm going in. Alright. You're inside. Seems old, musty, dusty. Um, essentially, it really doesn't look like this place has been used much at all. You don't think that guy gave us wrong directions, do you? This isn't where Gadrin is. He's back down there. I just wanted to see if there was things down here. I got confused. If we were fighting an alligator, that's where Gadrin is. Got it. Okay. I'm going to do a perception check. All right. I'll do a perception check. Actually, no, I'm going to hang out. Does Quir- uh, sorry, does Kaz want to do a perception check as well as she enters in? Yeah, I'll do one. Head, head. Hint, 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 hint. Now, I believe I do have a... Yeah, I have dark vision. Very good. So you can see quite so clearly I. down here. As well as, well as Cass, dwarf. Really the spiders are gone. Right? So, okay. Our one deed is here... By the way, have I told you guys about macros? I know about them, but I don't know. Or I know what a macro is, I just don't know okay. what you got. So, Kaznis, while, while Sylvie's just kind of looking around and seeing that, uh, unfortunately these barrels seem kind of empty or full of rot and stuff, Kaznis notices that there's a little bit of scratching sound coming from up the stairs. Sounds familiar to spider footsteps. And the general roof above looks fairly rotten and not likely to really support anyone who was going to be walking about on top of it. 
And unfortunately, you really don't find anything of value in here. Now, this is stairs upwards? They are stairs going up, yes. However, we will probably switch it, so... Yeah, that that doesn't look supportive at all, and I hear spiders, so... Darn. We better get going. So, back through the secret door. We can go there after we're done with Daedron. So one one thing I was gonna to get to is the my settings tab on roll twenty. Uh, right at the top is macros, and if you can click add, you can name them and add specific things if you have repeated use like perception or initiative or stuff like that. Not that you have to fiddle with them now, but again, you can access this outside of game if you want to come in here and load a couple macros before we start or something. Okay. And then they're just buttons on the bottom that you can click. So, um, cool. so, so you go back onto the walkway and close the secret door. Essentially, yeah. All right. Uh, then again, what order are you walking? Are you doing anything else, or are you just gonna approach the door? Quasal approach the door stealthily. All right. Keep in mind, you just essentially had a small fight underneath of here. That's why I said stealthily. Well, I mean, there were spiders, but... <gasps> I mean, there may have been a girlish shriek. <laughs> spider, now, spider, spider, game, spider, spider, spider. Out of game, I would not have reacted that badly if I had not seen a uh, Black Widow recently. Ah, that's right. You get, you get all the nasty ones in your hot climate. Yeah, at least we're not in Australia. Ah, uh, yes, where right. everything deadly lives. Right? Yeah, I'm going to get up to the door, too. Okay. Just... Crikey! Crazy. Danger! Danger! Um, there, well, there's not a whole... Well, I guess, I guess if you're risking it, you could walk two abreast. It creaks slightly. Well, we're both light. Yeah, we're both tiny. Still creaks slightly. You, you, both, yeah. you both weigh above 100 pounds. You're not like halfling weight where you're like 50 pounds or less. So you want... So how do you want to position yourselves? We have Quirz and Sylvia in the front. And then we're going to have... Who next? Do we want Kaz? Do we want Brunsk? I could go next. In roll up. Yeah. Oh, right. Stealth check. Yes, you can make me some stealth checks. Okay. So that's an 18 stealth. For Kaznis. And a 19 for Quirz. And a 9 for Sylvia. 
How bad is Brunsk's stealth? Right? Did Sylvia trip? Newton got under my feet. Ow. And Brunsk is just sharpening his axes in anticipation, not really realizing how much of a sound it makes. <laughs> While some of you are quiet, the others are not. And in fairness, again, you guys have been fighting all around this area, above it and beside it. You're not 100% sure you have the element of surprise. Well, he hasn't stuck the uh, alligator on us, so. It's true. He's going to have a spring-loaded alligator trap once we open that door. Don't give the DM ideas. It's the dreaded door alligator that jumps out of doors randomly. No. Great thing. No. I'm reminded there's some weird silly thing about like the border between Canada and the U.S. has the border alligator that just lives on the border. And that's why it's so lowly protected because the border alligator takes care of everything. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, so you're all standing in a line, trying to be stealthy. What you doing? Can you do a perception check into the door? I'm going to do a perception check into the door to see if I can hear anything. Okay. That was her. Um, I've been trying to keep up with these things. All right. You are able to hear... Slight splashing of water. Gators are stealthy mofos, so that's probably all the noise you're going to hear. In fairness, you kind of hear a slight splashing of water all over here as the river kind of moves against the um, uh, post and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to gently open the door just a little bit, see if anything springs out. Door alligators. Door alligators. Let's start doing that. If it says I'm ducking and it's getting anybody behind me. Alright. So... Sees. Uh, the air in this large room is somewhat chilly and stinks of the river, no doubt thanks to a huge opening in the floor that drops away to the river shore five feet below. Several pilings emerge from the waters to support the roof above, with mossy ropes slung between them. In two places, rusty manacles hang from the ropes over the water. Two five-foot-wide walkways cross the hole's edge to the other side of the chamber, where a collection of old cabinets, lockboxes, and piles of clutter are strewn about. Chipped porcelain plates, the cracked goblets, badly rusted silverware, an old wooden shield with a crossbow bolt embedded in it, the odd dinged helm, and other treasures litter the floor of this entire chamber. 
Three tables, their tops heaped with additional clutter, stand amid this mess, while just west of that is a wooden door that seems to provide access to a walled-off section. Standing, a hand-crossbow trained at the door, is a fellow that you absolutely despise. Now, please take note, I did not step in. I know. It's better than a door alligator. This is true. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God, he looks like Galleon from Lunar. Oh, my he, God, he does. Only like he'd been downcast in the sewers. Gadrin Trash. The hunchbacked thieving snake, plague on Corvosa's yeah, forgotten bald. children. And all around, he, he is bald. He's just not wearing his hat. Oh. Uh, and all around, despicable wretch is here. He sits in front of his tables, jaundice, a bent corpse of a man, eyes yellowed and skin speckled from age. As he kind of shifts about a bit, his left leg kind of shows a bit of a limp to it. He <clears throat> basically says majorly, All right. Come on out, let's see who wants a piece of me this time. All of you against the wall. Let's have a bit of a chat. I'm putting my head back in. We're back out. Hey guys, who wants to talk? And of course, uh, if it wasn't obvious, you can see the crocodile kind of lazily lying in the water. I'll do more than just chat with him. Careful when you walk in. He's holding a crossbow at us. A crossbow? I don't think he knows how many he's over here, though. Well, he knows it's not one. Is he the only one in there? Well, he's got the alligator. Okay, fair enough. Oh, Cassius is going in. All right. So, put yourselves just kind of somewhere near the entrance of the room, then. That's kind of cool. Actually, I want to be Here. What? (laughs) Stop that! All right, are we good with this? Okay. Yeah. As you each enter, Gadrin kind of has a little something to say. As Sylvie enters, he says, Those eyes. I remember you. I should have fed you to gobblegut the moment you showed up snot-nosed on my stoop. It's a bruise, he goes, Ah! Loyal customer. What say you drop these others in the water, and I'll give you some free samples of the latest batch of shiver. And he pulls out a small vial containing a fluid and tosses it at Brunsk's feet. To Kaz, he says, (laughs) I've heard of what you've been doing. You've grown strong on the streets. From the commotion upstairs, I'd wager I'm now on the look for new partners. 
What say you shiv these other fools for me? I don't have to tell you to pay me more than fair. <laughs> Kiss my ass. And to Quirz, he kind of looks slightly surprised. <laughs> you? How the hell did you find me? No matter now, I suppose. That's it. <laughs> Brunes slightly looks unnerved as this little vial of shivers rolling around at his feet. He sweats slightly and shakes just a little. Can Quirz grab it? Yes, you are right beside Brunes. Quirz is going to grab the vial and throw it in the water. Okay. Oh, good. All we need is the alligator tripping balls. <laughs> well, actually, you would put the gator to sleep, so hey, bonus. It's going to be like freaking drunk Gohan. <coughs> Brun says, thinks. No problem. Well, you've come all this way and nothing to say. Fine, I'll let the gator take care of you. And with that, he shoots his bolt, not at you, but at his crocodile. What? Wow, Rude. No wonder he's a hateful old bee. Uh, let's see here. Let me just get stuff ready. Oh, yeah. That's not much. So do we have to re-roll initiatives? You will indeed. The gator, which, or, yeah, alligator, which has just been kind of sitting placidly all of a sudden with a bolt in it, kind of shrieks and thrashes about and starts snapping at those near to it. You guys, actually. Crap. So. Poor baby. Let's have initiatives. Two, six, five. Oh. Add five to her. Four. 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 So, I forgot is, we had freaking initiative. So, Quirz is still a six? Yup. Kaz is a 19. Kaz is really PO'd. She should be. It does help that I hate the guys who ever love guts. I went down. One. Alright. Brunsk. <laughs> he put it together with six. Brunsk is a five. Poor Brunsk. And then we get... Gadrin Lamb is going on... 13? Right after Heather, of course. I thought it was 13 going on 17. Screw you! And Gobblegut. Let's add Gobblegut. Oh, poor baby. That is a lot. It's going on a seven. All right, so Kaz, you are the first one up. What would you do? Despite the excitement of the crocodile, Alligator. Would I have a clear shot at Lamb? Um, if I aim for his leg or something? Well, no. I mean, again, remember the water is actually four feet down. So you have a roughly good shot at him, yes. 
I think I'll take a shot at him. All right. This is good. Probably actually. at that split moment that he bolted his uh, his yes. pet there. So. All right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly. So, roll an attack roll. You're not taking any penalties to this. So, that's a twenty still, right? A d twenty, yes. Plus my attack bonus, right? Yes. Ooh, and that is another crit threat. Roll again. And again, I'll, I'll remind you, if you're just trying to roll the same thing, just click Hit on up. the screen and press up. Oh. Press up. And it'll recall your latest entry. Ah, okay. And nice. that's, that's confirmed. So... Here's the thing. I his ass. So here's the thing. You're going to roll your damage now. You're going to roll double the amount you normally would. So instead of 1d8, you're rolling 2d8. And because this is the first round of combat and you're acting before him in initiative, you get to do your sneak attack damage to him as well. Sweet. So you're going to roll 2d8 plus... 1d4. And I'm kind of terrified that this is going to be a huge blow to me right from the start. It's like, well, that wasn't very impressive. Where do you go? Do I include my, my attack bonus still? Or no, is no. That, You're that's just, over and yeah. Okay. You're just rolling what's in that damage spot twice, plus 1d4. Very nice. You shoot him in the leg, and the wound does begin bleeding immediately. Take that, you bastard. (laughs) I wish I had my gator when you were a snot-nosed brat. I don't know how you finally tracked me down, but when we're through... You'll be sitting in Gobblegut's belly. I'll see you in hell first. Actually, that's a place that we're, we're, we're saving for you. Oh, yes. I like that much better. All right. <laughs> he reloads his crossbow. And, um, yeah, he'll probably return fire on Kaz. Yeah. Thank you, Kaz. Now, a 16 does not sound like a hit on Kaz. Nope. That will miss. Sylvia! The only long-range weapon I have is my sling. Um, well? Well, I'm going to use both moving spaces. uh, Both as moving spaces to get up closer. Okay. So with each move action, you essentially can move six squares. I'm going to move right here so that there's a wall kind of between us. There's okay. a wall there. That's good. That's good. Uh, 
So that'll be your turn then? Yep. Gobblegut. Alright. Just taking some notes here. So Gobblegut has four people he can go for. So Sylvia's one, Quirz is two, Brunsk is three, Kaz is four. He's going to go for Sylvia. Oh no! Jennifer, he got for you! So he swims over and tries to climb up the distance to snap at Sylvia. He doesn't quite make it, but he comes dangerously close to snapping at her. Quirz. I'm going to take my uh, bow and I'm going to attack him. Attack. Slam. Okay. Uh, so, uh, do you wish to use deadly aim? Yes. So, I do a 1d20... Plus... Plus... Uh, five? No? Uh, that sounds about right. Okay. Um... Yes, that's a very good hit. Uh, roll your damage. Damage would be 1d8 plus 3. Yes. Whoa. Let's make this one. 1d8 plus 3. Hmm, not bad. It's not quite as... Good as Kaz, unfortunately, but still a solid shot into the old, decrepit body of Gadrin Lamb. I'm just glad I shot him. Brunsk gets angry. He gets really angry. You can visibly oh, see. You can visibly see his muscles strain and almost increase in mass. Um, that being said, can he get to Gadrin? Uh, how fast do you move? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. He can indeed get up to Gage and Lamb. And he swings strongly with his hand axe. Swing, bada, 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 swing! And it is a hit against the unarmored Gadrin. Uh, let's see. And have to knock him into the water? Uh, probably to the ground. Or maybe not. Throw in the the water! Gadrin still has some dexterity left into him, and he's able to avoid it becoming a completely lethal blow, but he is bleeding badly. Kaz. All things considered, now that Brunsk is in the area, I'm going to have to take a penalty, huh? Yes. Well, she has been saying that she wanted to make him into a dartboard, so... But then again, I'm engaged with my crossbow. That will have to do. So I'm going to roll... 
Unfortunately, I miss. You miss. They're just oh, moving. I Uh, Apparently, I was so pissed off that I missed. <laughs> Gadrin faced with a big thug in front of him. And gobbled at all the thugs. All the same is forced to take a step back, reload his crossbow, and fire at the barbarian in front of him. Which plinks off Brunsk's armor. Rage is nice. Sylvia. Hi, I'm here. Good, I was All right. I couldn't see you. Um, and he is on armor. So, see! Yeah. I moved up one. Would that be the good ten feet to hit my prehensile hair? You've already used your prehensile hair That's once right. per day. Or, okay. Once today, yes. Um, okay. okay, I guess I will... I'm going to use try using my sickle around the corner. Is that... Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is getting a bonus to his AC because you can kind of only see half of him. But okay. you can roll your attack as normal. Minus one. I'm weak, little witch. So far. You're trying to slice at him, but you only succeed in cutting a little bit out of the wall. Gobblegut has three targets. I'm coming in really loud from you guys first, all of a sudden. We can hardly hear you. That's weird. Because I've been really loud through hearing myself. Anyway, so one is Sylvia, two is Quirz, three is Kaz. He decides he wants to try some dwarf. Oh, shit. Uh, he succeeds in climbing up and he snaps his jaws at Kaz. Does he bite my crossbow? Fortunately, Kaz is deft and agile and steps away from the alligator's jaws. Quirs. I'm going to use my shot my bow again. Okay. He is in combat now, so there's that minus four penalty. Do you still want to use deadly aim or just make your normal attack? Yeah, I'm going to do try and use deadly aim. Okay. So it's just the uh, 1d20 plus five? Minus four because he's in combat. I'm just going to... Can I do that? So, Or would that be plus one then? You, you would essentially be at a plus one, yes. So I'll just put plus one. Um, yes, yes, that will hit him. So, one, blah, 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 D8 plus three. Mm, 
third plus three. All right. You send a bolt through his shoulder. He gives a last shudder and cry and falls, bleeding and unconscious to the ground. I'm shot! Woo! Brunsk spends his turn to take a step forward and just completely decapitates him. Hey, you gotta roll for that! No, it's called a coup de gras. If an opponent is helpless on the ground, and... yeah... Peter. He pretty much does it. That being said, there's still an alligator running mad in the waters. Chasmus. Well, isn't it up on the planks now because it snaps at a cast? No, it, essentially it climbs up, it snaps, and then kind of falls back down. Okay. If it snaps and holds on to you, it drags you into the water, too. And dwarves aren't known for their swimming skills. Unfortunately. Kaznis. <sighs> I don't want to kill the thing, but... You see well, those shackles. I well, okay, I, I can't I'm help thinking how many children this creature has eaten. Damn! <laughs> Do we have to kill him? Um, do any of you have something that could actually calm it down? I'm lying. Where do I look, Joker? Uh, oh. Healing. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, Gadrian Lamb is dead. I mean, I've got... We should have brought marijuana. You just want to drug it. I was more wondering if anyone had a decent... Um, well, the person with the best chance of it would be your ranger, I believe. Because your ranger has wild empathy. That's right. That being said, your ranger is not hugely good at it. So it might not be really useful, but there's a chance. Okay, how, what do I do to try it out? On, on, to... On, on your turn, you'll essentially be using your, your action to roll wild empathy checks. Okay. And if you can roll high enough, you might be able to calm him. <clears throat> but, for now it, think... but for now it's Kazmus's turn. I think I'll uh, use my turn to move out of its way. Right. I'm buying for safety. So you have a move and a standard action, which you can also use as a move action. And each move action lets you move four squares. I can't move her. <laughs> yes, you can. I can't. Are you on the wrong thing? May, look, look to your left. Is the arrow cursor key selected? Yes. And you can't click on anyone? No, I can't. Sheesh. Wait, where was it? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay. I'm going to be over here. 
Oh, there you go. So, Sylvia. Um. I don't think I really have anything. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna move up here by her and just in my turn. So, so you just leave it so that I can eat me. Thanks. Okay. You're the one with the empathy. Goblin has three targets. Brunsk is one. Kaz is two. Quirz is three. Oh, thank God. He decides to try some Olfin. He succeeds in climbing up. He does not succeed in snapping at Brunsk. Quirz. I'm going to roll for wild empathy. Is that basically 1d20? It's your 1d20 plus your wild empathy modifier. Yeah, your wild empathy is on your feats and special abilities space if you can't find it. That was her, not me. Yeah, sorry, that was me. Yeah, yeah. You seem to get a little bit of its attention, but it does have a bolt in it, and it's a little angry. So despite you going, Croiky, calm down, mate! It hasn't quite calmed down yet. Can I yell to them not to hit it? You can. Don't hit it! Brunsk looks up in the middle of grabbing his short bow and sighs. He, um... We'll sort of take a step back, however, standing over Gadrin's headless body. Kaz. We should feed the gator the, the body. Loot it first. But that's not a bad idea. Just desserts. Yes, but that won't do anything about pulling the bolt out. No, but it'll distract us so that we can get closer. Exactly. Okay. Loot the body first. Is, is Kaz going to loot Gadrin's body? Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> Just strip it naked. We'll, we'll search the clothes later. I know. Nobody really wants to see that. But I don't really want the gator to digest clothes. Or any loose shiver that he might have on his body. That too. Uh... So it'll take Kaz her full turn, as well as someone else, to pull all the stuff off of Gadrin. Good so, thing Sylvia's next. Kaz and Sylvia do that? Yes. So you, you kind of quickly just rip the stuff off of him and put it in a pile, basically. Okay. And, and you're, you're treated to this horrible, horrible sight. We won't go into it. And uh, we need to do a cavity search? No! Yeah. See from uh, Bruce Almighty? Or, I think it's Bruce. Anyway, whatever. He's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ew. Gobblegut swims over to the last person it can go for and tries to climb up. And, wow, he's been really good with his climbs. 
They came with Sylvia. That I was too beautiful. Fortunately, he hasn't been able to bite anyone, which is for the best. Quirs. Wild empathy. I got nothing. Ain't nothing. You're not that good at it when he's right at your feet snapping at you. This is true. Bruce, not hearing the plan, picks up Gadron's body and just tosses it essentially on the gator itself. And once again, once again, we got to see a sight nobody needed to see. A naked man straddling an alligator. With a bolt. There's, a, there's a few little death spasms continuing to go through its body. It's just obscene. Um, our cat. Right there. Quirs will be scarred for life. Quirs is going to start shiver. <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. Uh, so, Kaz and Sylvia, are you doing anything relevant to this com- combat at this point? I, I imagine you're actually going to probably start looking through the items more closely, but. Yeah. Um, unless one of us can get close enough to pull the bolt out of the gator's butt. That would be risky. Exactly. True. I do have a hemp rope. Uh, well, good. see, here, here would be one thing. If you had your hair, you could use your reach to heal the crocodile, but unfortunately you've used your one minute per day of hair today already. Right. But when you level up, you'll get more minutes of long hair. That being said... Gobblegut basically takes this moment, pulls the body down, is kind of death rolling, and there's red water, there's red blood mixing with the water, but for the most part, he seems to be staying underwater and enjoying his meal now. Okay! I would consider this fight over, guys, well. Yeah. He'll probably need to spend some time digesting that. Probably have to, it might upset his system. So, there you are. I told him we were going to feed him to him. Ooh. I went. Check out this door. All right. Get your head down there. Get your head down there? What? 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 I didn't hear you, Heather. I'm not sure if I heard you. I heard shoved your head down there. I was trying to tell Espe to lick the ball, please. Okay. Gumdrop got it. <laughs> so, Quirrus is opening the door. Yeah. And hoping to God there's no more spiders. This foul-spelling room seems to be a combination bedroom and study. A wooden bed with a lumpy mattress stands against the east wall, while a round table heaped with dirty plates... Bread crusts, stained goblets, fruit rinds, and scuttling cockroaches sits nearby. At the foot of the bed sits a large, strong box, a slightly rusted lock securing its lid. A sagging dresser filled with moth-eating clothes, well past their glory days, is in one corner. What appears to be a wooden hat box, surrounded by a small cloud of flies, sits atop this dresser. And there is just this horrendous combination of foul odors in this room. Well, 
I'm gonna have to check the box first. So while those guys are Hold on. looting the clothing pile, how far does detect magic work? Uh, it works as a 60-foot cone, and it can penetrate. It, it's quite penetrating. Okay. It's like things so like I, three feet of wood. It's it's silly. So if I stand right about where Kazus is, does that get all three of these things? Uh, and yeah, if you just kind of take a moment and just kind of look around, you'll probably get most of the things. Uh, actually, what I did for you, and I... I when I have a chance, I'll do it for your other spells, is in that Curse of the Crimson Throne Dropbox folder, there is a little cheat sheet of all your level zero spells. Okay. Uh, now remember, you know all of them, but you can only prepare three of them. But mm-hmm. if you... They're a bit small. I'm, I'm trying to find a better way of doing it. But anyway. Uh, so yes. I've got detect magic on me now. So detecting magic. Just give me a moment as I look through stuffs. Because each of these uh, these squares are five or ten feet. Five feet. All right, so you do not detect anything magical in the large room you're in. Through the wall into the room quarters is entering, it sounds like. Yeah. You do detect... After a moment of uh, magical auras, and after a moment of concentration, you will detect uh, four, I believe. Okay, I need everybody to think of the uh, Smash Mouth song that somebody wants to be. I ran, I booked it. Other bag! Horace has fallen against the. Uh, Okay. This little box thing right here. So the hat box that Quirz was opening. He just got squished against it. So, um, you, you you kind of get knocked off balance, and the lid of the hat box pops open to reveal something rather shocking. It is a human head. The head. Poorly Son of a bitch. Severed, poorly preserved, and decorated with unsightly makeup in a crude attempt of giving the saving flesh semblance of life. And the worst thing of all oh is you God, know this he person. He was kissing it. You know this person. I do? It's the fortune teller. Oh. Wait. Wait a sec. There was not enough time for him to kill her. It looks quite de- quite decomposed. Hold on. Holy crap, we talked to a ghost. As, as Quirrus kind of takes a look, there's actually something underneath the head inside the box, too. I'm going to reach out there and grab it. Uh, you can grab some of it. Uh, well, it's essentially, it looks like a hero deck. Um... In a small wooden box underneath the stump of her neck. The cards look very familiar. The same vibrant hand-painted ones that you've seen earlier. And as you kind of hold it, you, you can't help but have this feeling of... It's almost like this feeling of warmness or happiness is coming as you kind of flick through the cards. Yeah, despite the gory scene. Ooh. <laughs> so do we gain the hero deck? Yes, and as Sylvia's there examining, this is one of the magic items in the room. 
is giving it a uh, sad look. Who's who's holding on to this? I am, of course. Of course. All right. Well, oh, no. I, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking who is holding it currently. Uh, I, I'm interested in who's going to hold it more long term. Probably the witch. I would like to, unless others have an objection. I don't. Okay. Then just in, in that case, and while I don't mind everything going on a party loot sheet, uh, I do prefer as much as possible that the useful items get split up so there's never a question of who was holding that one potion we found. Because um, there's there's been situations where stuff's happened. It's like the party split up and no one knows which half has these items of loot. But, okay, so... As the deck is passed, Quirus doesn't quite have that feeling anymore. But now, um, Sylvia, you, you kind of have this feeling of... It's actually odd. You, you kind of recognize the feeling. It's almost the same sort of empathic feeling you have with your familiar. There's a general sort of shared emotions, like when Newton's feeling happy, this is kind of the same kind of glow and communication you get. Okay. So it's almost like she's communicating through the deck. Possibly. Or something is. Okay. So. What other magic items? Um, can I try and open the other box now? They all appear to be coming from the locker, the foot locker, which is locked. I'm going to go over here and pick it. Hey, Chorus, do you mind picking this lock for me? There's some magical items in there, and I'd like to see them. Probably at this point, Kaznis is noticing that Gadrin had a ring of kings on his... Uh, huh? What did I say? Uh, a ring of keys on his person. A key of ring? A key of rings. <laughs> I know, I know, I do. The one key to roll them all. Sorry. <laughs> one key to open them all. That's still a disabled device, though, right? Yes. You, if you if you want, you can totally pick it on your own disabled device. I, I want it, I think. You do not open it. And in fact, you really hope you haven't jammed the lock. If... Can I try it one more time? You certainly can. Why are you laughing at me? Oh, because I'm not waiting for the keys. Huh. God damn it. You certainly do not. You're pretty sure you've jammed the lock now. Eh, some ranger. I'm a ranger, not a rogue! Don't upset the goat. Methinks Cassus would have heard that. Methinks that the ranger and the witch aren't going to get along. How, how bad off is this lock? Um, it's possible if you had the proper key, you might be able to bend it back into shape. Alright, but say someone might have a wand of acid. Uh, how bad off is this lock? It's true. You could possibly acid it off. It might take a few charges of it. There, there is a slight risk, however, if you're pouring acid into the lock, 
that some of it might drip in and affect the contents as well, though. True. All right, we'll try the key thing first. All right. Uh, I'm going to need a discernment ah! device from whoever's trying to use the key to open it. Oh, now, I think at this point I should mention there is a rule called take 10. If you are in no immediate danger, you can act as though you roll a 10 on a check. <coughs> so can I do that? <coughs> yes. Yes, you can. So, so that could give me a 19? Yes. A, a, a 19 with the key is enough to open it up. Uh, is someone at the ready then for writing stuffs? Yeah. So, uh, there are several objects, each wrapped in cloth and tied shut with twine. The first object opened up is a narrow teak cigar case inlaid with tiny bits of jade. A narrow... Can you C spell that other way? Teak cigar case? T-E-A-K. With jade? With tiny bits of jade inlaid into it. Okay. The next is a two-pound gold ingot that says on it worth a hundred gold pieces and bearing a Cheliac's coat of arms. Worth two hundred? One hundred. One hundred. <clears throat> next is a miniature gold crown. Child-sized or possibly pet-sized? Or possibly changeling-sized. Go on. A fist-sized scrimshaw carving of a kraken with garnets for eyes. Can you spell the scrimshaw? S-C-R-I-M-S-H-A-W. Okay. Which is essentially like whalebone or something, if I recall. Fist-sized scrimshaw... Carving of a Kraken with garnets for eyes. That's totally sellable. Or keepable. This, 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 kind of, this kind of strikes you as Gadron's little store of valuable things that his lambs had brought him. Uh, there is a silver ring with the inscription For Emma, the light in my nights. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Bad rhyming okay. is not romantic. <laughs> no, it is romantic. It, it feels. Ah, Somebody has to have lost it's, it. It's the feels. Feels. Next is a highly realistic and highly scandalous ivory figurine of two entwined succubi. Handless figurine. 
securing of two succubi. Entwined succubi. Okay. There is a masterwork shuriken. 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 A bit of a rarity. Some passing ninja got pickpocketed. Clearly not much of a ninja. Next is an adamantine arrowhead. Okay. Uh, Look at me misspell these words. Next, an abalone shell holy symbol. Uh, does that... it's, it's pronounced abalone? I believe A B A L O N E. I think I, I didn't have it spelled. I just I always called it a baloney. I I don't know. Holy shell. Holy symbol. Holy symbol. Made out of the shell. Um, to Holy the, shell. Uh, of the goddess Shilin. Can you spell that? S H E L Y N. Okay. A tiny glass tube containing some sort of oil that detects as magic. Okay. A obsidian wand that detects as magic. A wand that detects as magic? Wow. Shocking, I know. A crystalline vial that looks rather valuable on its own uh, that also contains a dose of a magical liquid that appears to be essentially like liquid silver or something. Mind you, this one might not be magical. I'm not sure. It looks magical. It's something special that I think is magical off the top of my head. (laughs) And the last is a bejeweled brooch with a broken clasp. It is obviously the most valuable object in the entire collection. The circular gold brooch depicts a pseudo-dragon and an imp coiled around each other in an almost yin-yang pattern. And a what? Imp. Imp. The pseudo-dragon's eye is an amethyst, while the imp's eye is an emerald. And that is all you find in the lockbox, and generally this horrible, disgusting room. How do you spell amethyst? A M E T H Y S T. Okay. And the imp is emerald. Emerald, yes. <clears throat> Borog? What? 
Gross. Gross. There we go. Looks very valuable. <clears throat> okay, so the four magic. I, I detected four magical items. Yes. The hero deck. Zalara's hero deck. The wand. The wand. We have a tiny glass tube of something magical and the crystalline vial of something magical. Yes. Okay. And if you wish, you can um, use your detect magic and a spellcraft check to determine the magical properties. Okay. I do think I want to do that. So which one do you want to do first? Um, I want to do the pretty crystalline one. Okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Pretty, pretty. Your spellcraft thing is uh, eight. Oh, plus eight. What did we get? Fourteen. Um, oh, sorry. It's actually a shimmering paste-like silvery substance, not liquid. My apologies. Paste. Uh, that being said, unfortunately, you are not able to determine its properties today. You'll have to try okay. again another day. Actually, if nobody else minds, can I keep the magical items? I don't mind. I don't mind. So we could sell everything else. <laughs> Actually, I would, uh... There's one of them I wanted to keep. Well, learned bounty, you know. Hold on, I'm changing mine. Yeah, but it's changing things. <laughs> Movie stuff from the party loop to mine. Very good. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, the the silver ring. Ah. I wanted to keep that just in case there was any. Hopes of giving back to Hopes of giving it back. Alright. Now, just as a note here, before you guys go to sell these things, you'll want some one of the group to use appraised checks to determine a value of what you think they're worth. Where's my hut? Jeff has plus four in it. I think the dwarf is rather good at identifying metal and um, precious stones and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but I was also saying Jennifer. Uh, okay, so what what was that, Heather? Why did you roll? D twenty to see if I could phrase anything. Okay, the thing is. Each item has different values, so you need to tell me what item you're appraising individually. Ah, right. 
the gold uh, ingot. I, I'm, I'm saying you don't have to do this now. I'm just saying yeah. before you sell them, we'll have to go over these things and figure out prices. Right. I was kind of hoping that the cracking thing was magical, but it wasn't. Uh, right. So what uh, would you like to determine magical properties for next? Um. Okay, I tried. The, you tried the, the silver stuff. Okay. I'm going to try the uh, magical wines now. Okay. Let me... Okay. Enter button. All right. It is a wand of magic missile with Ooh. 23 charges. Caster level 1. Ooh, lucky you. There is a slight unfortunate thing here. Witches do not have magic missile on their spell list. So for someone in the party to use this, they need to make a successful use magic device check. So I can't just automatically use the wand? Uh, You can can only automatically use it if it is a spell you could learn. Okay. You cannot learn magic missile, unfortunately. Fair enough. That being said, if someone makes uh, gets a very high use magic device skill check, um, you can possibly use the wands anyway. Okay. Uh, so what would we like to do next? Uh, the glass vial of magical oil. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I did not get it. You did not get it. I did not. You will have to try another day. Okay. Um, Last is the deck. Oh yeah, I guess I could... I didn't think of doing that. Uh, crap, where am I? There we go. I got this one. All right. You, you actually, it evades you. But then all of a sudden it feels as though the deck itself is helping you along to figure out its abilities. Um, it is, in fact, an intelligent magic item. You can feel as you commune with it through detect magic and your spellcraft abilities that the magical abilities are a subtle manifestation of the spirit that haunts the cards. Uh, In life, Zalara lived by this deck, and in death, she has become the deck. She She can use, of her own free will, the identify spell three times a day, and the major image spell once per day. However, she is typically one to use these, though whoever is holding it may coax her along or talk. You are able to detect that she can sense sights and sounds within 60 feet of her and can communicate by empathy, but that she can also use the major image to manifest herself, as it were. Okay, hold on. 
I'm still, I was up at typing, I did by spell three times a day. Yeah. That's fine. It, this is a bit of an odd spell because it is intelligent and kind of does a little bit of its own thing. Trying to write down everything that she can do. So I've got subtle manifestation of Zalara. Can identify spell three times a day. Can cast major image once per day. Major image one times a day. Okay. And those are the basics. You have the slight inkling that she wouldn't mind heading back to her house to manifest and have a chat with you guys. Fair enough. Onward. Is there anything in the cigar case? No, it's empty. Doesn't surprise me. The guy liked to spoil himself. Well, there could have been a note. I don't know. What should we do with the head? Bury it. Good idea. Out of the game. This is Jennifer talking to Heather. Salt and burn it. Well, we may not want to do that because it. I kind of have a feeling her spirit's going to be pretty handy. Yeah. That was just my supernatural self-talking. I know. You're so cute. Uh, You're precious. I love you. Uh, and there are the items Gajan has himself. Yeah, you guys didn't even lose the body. I went into that room and you guys just went, Boop! That's more writing. Hold on. Well, I think the exasperated sounds from, oh my god, there's a head in this box, kind of. The kinda sound I made, the it, sound that first made was, <laughs> So it, it made Cassius a little curious, that's that all. Did the, uh, I'm a ranger, not a rogue. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. <laughs> So, ready for Gadrin stuff? Yes. Yes. Bring it. Gadrin has a masterwork dagger. Mine. Okay. You might not even bother writing that down because it sounds like Kaz is taking it. Mine. Uh, (laughs) Write that down down on your uh, sheet, your bio. Yeah, I'm about to. And if you're writing that down... Make a note on your dagger is that one is masterwork, and your your masterwork dagger gives you a plus one bonus to your attack rolls. So instead of attacking with plus four, you're attacking a plus five with it. Anyway, uh, then there is also a masterwork hand crossbow, and like seven bolts left. Masterwork crossbow? Hand crossbow. It's quite small. Ten bolts? Seven. He used he used about three, didn't he? I think so. And of course there was the ring of keys. Uh, but that's pretty much it, because his clothes really don't have much value. They should be burned. You're pretty sure there's lice and bugs in them. And <clears throat> there was nothing else in those uh thingies up there? Those were essentially junk that he sorts through. Okay. Of all the stuff he's given, he kind of sorts through it here. This is the non-valuable stuff. 
okay, while my tablet was struggling to um, cooperate with me, what was the details on the dagger? Uh, it give, it has a plus one to its attack bonus. So when you're attacking with that particular dagger, you roll a plus five instead of a plus four. Okay. All right. So, Brunsk is all sorts of emotions here. Smiles as well as the occasional little pain of guilt at how much the addiction pangs came in when Gadrin tossed that vial towards him. Mostly smiles, though. Night room's over. Son of a... Did your tablet do something? It walked me out. Change your settings to never log out. It's on my tablet! Uh, so, what you guys doing? Well, Cassius probably doesn't know about the uh, little private message that Deck gave to Sylvia, so she votes go to the tavern and get drunk. But yeah, I kind of didn't tell anybody. What? That? Uh, Do you want to tell them? Yes, I was. I'm gonna drive Cora's out here to meet up with you guys. Ah. That was me bodily dragging him. Okay. The ranger and the witch are not going to be getting along. What are you talking about? We're BFFs. It, okay. It's like the witch is the, the the practical woman. Just okay. I might not like you, but we gotta get together. And Chris is like, I don't want it. I don't like you. <laughs> Guys, uh, I I'm not sure if Burns saw this, but this is Zalara's hero deck. She is still. In the deck. Did she not leave deck at house? No. I Just think she left a ghost deck at the house. Even right. though we literally all still have our cards. No, we don't. Nope. You return them to the deck. That's right. Wait a sec. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We, we saw the fortune teller yesterday. Yes. She I just saw her head in the box. There was an image of the fortune teller. She is she's deceased. Nice but... card lady dead? Yes and no, Brunsk. We, yes, we were she's no longer physically with us. But she is still spiritually and kind of astrally with us. She wishes for us to go meet up with her at her house. Okay. Is she a ghost? Should we not have seen through her? Like I said, she's not really a ghost. She's an astral projection. Okay. Brunsk not know this. Brunsk trust you. Okay. So, wherever you guys decide to go, no, that is where I'll be headed. Brunsk go to see nice card lady and tell her Gadrin is dead. Brunsk strike Gadrin. 
<clears throat> Just be warned that the alligator is still down there. He hasn't shown up again since you've tossed the body down. Nobody's still down there. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So. Well. Okay. I don't think I can ever be involved of the crime that he put me on. So I'll just travel with you guys. Well, yeah. The thing is, you're in an odd situation because it's not like you were found innocent, but your trial had basically had a mistrial. So you were let go because there was a problem as opposed to being proved innocent. So everyone still thinks you did it. Oh. It's big with you, cat. Sorry. Did I freeze up there for a second? Yeah, I think you did. Oh, I was saying stuff too. Oh, well. I suppose we couldn't search for evidence to prove Quirz's innocence, could we? You not really finding anything here, and it's been some time as it is. Yeah. And so that being problems. said, they're not really gonna. If if the if the person they think did it is dead, they're they're not really gonna reopen the case and trial a dead person. So, uh, I think we're just gonna head back to uh. Perfect. Yeah, right. no Agree. So you you make your way carefully back upstairs. You exit the fishery and look out on the town of Corvosa. So you look out on the city of Corvosa, and it quickly becomes apparent something terrible has happened. Corvosa is in flames. Smoke what? arises on the horizon. There's a frantic clang of alarm bells that sing out in harmony with a multifarious cacophony of screams, the clash of steel on steel, moans, and even the periodic detonation of arcane power. A wing of Sable Company Griffin Riders swoop overhead, angling towards Castle Corvosa at breakneck pace. One of the badly wounded mounts rains blood down on the streets around you guys before it succumbs and crashes headlong into a statue, taking its rider and itself to a bone-crunching demise. The others in flight do not pause to check on their fallen ally. Amid the chaos, the voice of Corvosa Herald cuts through the din. The king is dead! Long live the queen! Only to be shouted down by ragged cries of, Hang the queen! And, The serpent whore must die! Uh. Through an alleyway, you can spot a contingent of hell knights, clad in dark iron armor and horned helms, pursuing a small gang of what appear to be looters. During the past couple days, while you guys were so concentrated on Gadrin, the city's gone mad. I'm going to go over there and check on the Griffin Rider. Uh, just one thing here. I got a picture for you guys. Okay. You're over here worried about the Griffin Rider. I'm worried about the poor little lamb that we let loose. That's, that's a hell knight. I'm not going near that. Never mind. No, no, no. That's a hell knight, not a Sable Company rider. Well, I'm still going over to the Sable Company because right. I used to want to be in the Sable Company. Yes, yes. You, 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 you make your way over, and it's rather horrible. 
the, the, the creature quite possibly bled out while it was flying, and the rider just simply has not survived the crash. Um, as you're looking over it, uh, a contingent of the city guard kind of walks down the street, and they point you. Hey, you! What are you doing? This person just fell out of the air. I was checking on him. Return to your homes. It's not safe. Disperse. Of course. No, no riots or looting here. Right. Right. Obviously, there's nothing to see. Well, no. They're, they're more saying no rioting or looting here, I should say, to be correct. You stop that! Yeah. So, what is the party doing? It is... It's pretty bad. I'm gonna make my way over to the uh, tarot reader's house. Tarot reader... We're still going to the card reader's house. Okay. As you're walking down one of the streets... You kind of pass a few things. Everything's in, in panicked. People are screaming. Others are lighting torches and carrying some bottles of oil. And it's it's pretty bad. Then there are things where it's literally just a hell knight cleaving their way through a crowd of dozens that isn't letting up at all. Um, Cass just feels a little bit more motivated to vote. As you kind of turn into what's kind of a quieter corner... You, you see a really somewhat disgraceful sight. Um, a tavern keeper is basically tossing a fellow onto the street who's clad in full guard uniform. In fact, he even looks like he has a sergeant badge on his shoulder, and he's completely drunk. Uh, knowledge local checks? Do we know this guy? Uh, Oh. I know. <clears throat> All right, Quirs, you know him as Grau Soldado. He is. Uh, you would have met him probably sometime during your training to be as part of Sable Company. You knew him as a lean man, with packets of steely muscle on his well-honed physique, always clean-shaven and bright, piercing green eyes. He was um, uh, a rather well-liked watch sergeant. Uh, but now he's just a mess. Um, you'd always kind of heard he had a bit of a drinking problem, but he's clearly in, in the trouble now, let it go to him. And he's just an absolute mess. Unshaven, reeking of sweat and ale. Uh, Kaz, you know a little bit more about him. Since you've been a street rat for like 20 years or something. He actually spent some time as a pickpocket. But he was taken in by one of Corvosan's most talented sword fighters. A man named Vencarlo Orsini who has a fencing school in Old Corvosa. Uh, Vencarlo got him apprentice to a good-natured smith and tutored Grau free of charge. But then there was some falling out between Vencarlo, Grau, and some female student or something like that. And um, Grau basically joined the guard at that point, and you kind of 
fell out of sorts with him because he was part of the guard. But you knew him as a pretty decent guy, the type of person that didn't run too fast when it was starving kids who were stealing food off stands and such like that. Uh, as he kind of is stumbled, bum-tossed into the street, he kind of gets up, he looks towards you guys, and... Uh, let's see here. Now, how does she know more than I do? She's got a question. Because she's been actually having a background that knows more about him. Okay. And I'm over. Yeah. Just a fact. So he stumbles and his eyes set on Sylvia. Nephi? Is that you? Come here! And he just kind of stumbles his way over the Sylvia. Oh, this has been ages. Hey, let's get a drink. You know, I, I must own you a couple. Uh, That's good. I uh, I just drank everything. Ah, come on. Kavosa's burning down. What's a few more gonna do? <laughs> Bro? We're okay. Buddy? Yeah. You're not Neffy. No. No, I'm talking to this dwarf. Neffy's not a dwarf. You should know that, Neffy. You're not a dwarf. I what? think you need to lay down. I think you need to lay off. Where's the point? It's... I mean... It's the end of the city. Your king's dead and... And you see your friends. People you know in the streets throwing torches and stuff. And I'm supposed to be guarding against them? What's a guy supposed to do? What happened? Who's attacking? Uh, no one. It's the people. Riots. The queen called in the Hell Knights to deal with them. They're setting stuff on fire. Um. The king's dead, you know. Passed away the other day. How? Hmm? Was it murder? No, he's been sick for a while. Took a bad turn, I heard. Everyone say it's her fault and that she'll spend the city into oblivion. Um, um, oblivion, dum dum. <laughs> oblivion, num num. <laughs> yes. Let's be by Edric, nephew. No place for a washed up person like me. I mean, what do I do? Um. I'm actually busy. Nah, come on. Actually, bro, we, we gotta be somewhere. You, you need to get out of the street, though. Maybe we should bring him back to job. He rest. Might think different. I, I think that's, that's a good idea. idea. We need to get him out of the street. Uh, you you say no place to drink? There, there's another place that we can take you so you can have a drink. Yeah, come on, you can come with me. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Let's I go, Neffy. 
and dwarf. Don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Um, so basically, you kind of take him, and he basically passes out halfway through and is more or less kind <laughs> of being carried by Brunsk along the way. And you're able to get back to Zalara's house. And as you kind of open up the door into it, it, it looks a much different place. Instead of the slightly warm, inviting place you went to before, um, uh. let's see here, where am I? It's... it's is it more run down? Essentially. Here we go, here we go, where are we here? Ah. I can never find the thing I'm looking for. Never find the thing I'm looking for. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. Help me. So help me. All right. Essentially, the place looked like it's been abandoned for weeks. It's dusty. There's not much here, really. Yeah, I can't find proper description. So essentially, it looks like a house that's been not lived in for some weeks now. Uh. Brunsk Brunsk tries to lay lay the soldier down on a couch and kind of puts a little blanket on top of him. Tucks him in. Because he's nice like that. Um, and, and yeah. What are you guys doing here? Well, Sylvia, you're the one with the, um, the deck. Okay, I'll, I'm going to pull that out, yeah. Alright, you pulled out. And essentially, the image of Zalara reappears again. And she is smiling. Ah. Thank you very much for bringing me the justice that I needed for me and my son. I, I do apologize for deceiving you. I'm so sorry you. to see he died. It's not anything you need to be sorry for. Certainly not your fault. And you've done what I could only dream of doing in life and completely unable to doing in, to do in death. Hey. Thank you. I, I'm afraid I really can't give you much. But... You don't need to give us anything. I do owe you a debt. I would ask that you keep me with you as you work through the city. And I can provide aid as I can, and perhaps the occasional hero reading to guide you on what your future may hold. You've shown great courage tonight, and I think if you're willing to, this city is clearly in need of some heroes to stand up right now. The city needs something. Definitely. I, I noticed you were using magic on some of the items there. Were you able to identify all of them? 
Uh, no. Perhaps I can help you. All I need are these two vials. I don't... I'm not sure what they are. Hand them here. And you don't. So, and hold my hand, please. I'm going to hold her hand. All right. So now, she is cask identify with you. Uh, so you get to make another spellcraft check, but you gain a plus ten bonus because of the spell. Okay, so it's like plus fourteen now. Isn't it like plus eighteen? Spellcraft. It's your spellcraft. <laughs> and she can do this three times a day. Thirty-eight. All right. Uh, Not only does she know, she knows the molecular structure. So, the uh, silver stuff is a wondrous item called Silver Sheen. It... What is it called? Silver Sheen. That's the the one in the uh, crystalline vial, right? Yes. That's me. Confused with Charlie Sheen, Silver Sheen. It is not winning. It is not made of tiger's blood. Uh, this shimmering paste-like substance can be applied to a weapon as a standard action. It gives the weapon the properties of alchemical silver for one hour, replacing the properties of any other special material it might have. One vial, one vial coats a single melee weapon or 20 units of ammunition. Uh, alchemized alchemical silver for an hour for one hour um, it's some some enemies are resistant unless your weapons are made of certain materials for example werewolves so having stuff that you can coat a weapon in silver is occasionally useful yeah and you can make a similar check for the other vial. Yes. Very much so. I could have rolled a one and gotten it. You could have. You could have. <laughs> uh, it is a oil of keen edge. An oil is kind of like a potion, except you use it to apply to an item usually. Okay. So this is an oil of the spell Keen Edge, which is quite good. Okay. Uh, You know how there is that threat range on weapons as to what they crit? Yes. Uh, What Keen Edge does is it temporarily um, doubles the threat range. Okay. So a 20 becomes a 1920. A 1920 becomes a 1720. An 1820 becomes a 1520. Right. Yes. So it's quite good. Uh, all right. You are, of course, welcome to make use of this place however you wish to sleep here, though. I'm afraid it is rather in disrepair and... Um, there, there, there may be at some point the landlord coming to check in at some point. I've avoided landlords for years. What? 
Where is it? Oh my end. What are you doing? Don't put the spider on me! Did you put a spider on her? I smashed the spider and then I wiped it on her. You are a terrible sister. It's okay. I fed you to the shark earlier. What? Why? When? Right before he changed the map. <laughs> All right. So, uh, is this a good stopping point for tonight, or do we want to do anything else, or talk to anyone, or? I believe this is actually a good point. I mean, agreed. We. I mean, we have yeah, like the party loot and see who gets what. Uh, if, if you want, oh, I need a spider on my pants. If, if you want to go just a little longer here, we could do that appraise thing now to get some values attached to some things. <clears throat> I should do that. All right. Okay. So, uh, what are we starting with? Well, I'm thinking the Kasulu thingy. Kraken. Kraken. Not automatically the Thulu thing. Um, and yeah, actually, um, Sylvia might be best at a praise. Oh my That's goodness. Fair point. No one has ranks in a praise. So Sylvia's just better at it. Well, I, I have a rank, I just don't have a modifier. No, you don't have a rank in a praise. I don't? No. I think it says I do. No. I must have checked it on accident. My bad. No, the check mark doesn't mean a rank. That means if you do put a rank in it, you're good at it. Oh. The check mark would be there. Check mark is for class skill. Right. Okay. Rank, rank is the middle column, and it's sporting a big fat zero. So. Does any object? Anyone object to me? Putting the miniature gold crown on Newton for a little bit. No. I think horrible. Alright, I'm just gonna go down this list. Uh yes, I'm still here. Are you still there? Rude. Okay. I'm trying to decide. What are the tangle foot bags? Uh, those common sorts of things you don't have to worry too much. It's more so the special valuable or valuable like, stuffs. Like the Nero Teak Cigar Cave? Yes. All right, I'll start with that one. Yeah, the D20 plus four, right? Yes. All right, that is worth 25 gold pieces. All right. And the two-pound gold ingot is worth how much? Uh, it's where it says on it a hundred gold pieces. It's essentially know, just a I money bar. I was just being smart ass. Okay. I'm doing this for the gold crown now. I got shit. Like two. I could melt this thing down for more than that. Sorry. I have to calculate something. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm sure you'll get the exact price of it. He is an accountant, death girl. I'm offended. I'm offended by my two. 
You think wait, wait, it's can, you? Sorry. Could I just add ten to all of these and have a fourteen? You could, but technically twenty is the number that gives you accurate results. I know. So if you want all inaccurate results, uh, you think it's worth two hundred and thirty-one gold pieces. Woo! I got that with a two. <laughs> Damn. All right. Awesome, now we're doing the uh, Kraken. That is still on Newton, by the way. I don't care how much it is. I, I, okay. So the Kraken. The Kraken is worth 200 gold pieces. All right. And now for the silver ring. Just because it's the next on the list. All right, so you think it's worth 145 gold pieces. Right. Or silver ring. All right, now the highly realistic scandalous figurine. By the way, if you look on this and you see question marks like stuff, that's because... I'm not sure if that's really it or not. That's just me making a note that we don't really know the answer. Well, but here's the thing. This is what your characters think about them. Yes, I'm making a note for me. Ah, I see. Uh, that is 365 gold pieces. Ooh, like every day in the year. All right. Now the shuriken. Uh, that has a standard price. Okay. And the arrowhead? Standard Same? price for that. Okay. Holy symbol. Mm. What is the holy symbol worth? It's worth 267 gold pieces. Damn. Okay, now the bejeweled brooch. 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 Fuck you too. Fuck you too. I didn't say anything. What did he say? No, I, I rolled a two. Oh. Oh, okay. 760 gold pieces. Okay. And that should be it. Yes. Okay. It's a lot of money. Yeah. We could be comfortable for several weeks on that. Weeks? But think of the magic items you could buy with it. I'm thinking of the rent we could pay. <laughs> if we're going to be here in Corvosa for a little bit, we might as well have a hideout. Fairly true. I like this hideout idea. Alright. Alright. So, shall we call it there then? Yes. Alright. And you're welcome, guys. You're welcome for writing all this stuff down. Yes. <laughs> Everyone thank Jen. She's being awesome loot taker.
Thanks for wiping a spider on me. She's also the one who's appraising it and identifying stuff. I'm useful. Yes, you are. You're awesome. You're fantastic. You are our Sam. I need to draw Newton in his crown now. <laughs> yes, you do. Awesome. All right. Everyone say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.